Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like Him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. Again, welcome to all of our online friends and to everybody here in the sanctuary. Merry Christmas! The party is on. Thank you to the praise team, the dream team. Man, amazing. I'm thinking of Valari here's playing guitar for the 43rd Christmas program. Took him off tour with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Let's read a scripture, and I just want to talk to you for a few minutes before we go today. Matthew chapter 2. While you're looking for your Bible in Matthew chapter 2, You have to come back next week for part two. This is part one. Next week, we're going to answer the question, did Mary know? You'll find out. You may find out what did Mary know. Matthew chapter two, it said, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. It's an amazing thought that these wise men, these kings, These are successful guys, rich guys. The Bible refers to them in one translation as magi. A caravan coming from the east to the Middle East. And I mean, guys, no matter where you're going on a camel, it's slow. Right? How far did they have to travel on camels in this caravan through thieves and weather and who knows what else? I promise you would not have made it in your Tesla. (laughs) They traveled months, probably took them months to get there, simply because they saw a star. Now, we, we see stars at night, and of course, the sun is our closest star. You know how close or how far away, I should say, our sun is from the earth? The closest star to the earth is 93 million miles away. Again, you're not going to get there in your Tesla. (laughs) The next star is four light years away. In other words, it takes light four years to travel from here to the next star. And we see all these stars in the sky and it doesn't, you know, you can't comprehend it. It's It's beyond our mind to realize how far that is. Miles and miles and miles, trillions of miles. I don't know how to even illustrate it. 
if we were flying to the next closest star in our current spacecraft technology, it would take 6,300 years. We're probably not going to get there. But somehow these wise men saw something in the sky. Maybe it was just God showing a light, a miraculous manifestation of light. Or maybe it was a star that was in a unique place at a unique time, but somehow they interpreted it as something shifted in the universe. A king is born, the king of Israel, who they viewed as king over all the earth. And they packed up their stuff. Who knows how many people, all the servants and helpers and guards and things that they brought with their treasure, and they go to worship him. So the question for us is, would we, do we, follow that star, that manifestation of God, that message, however it got to us, that message from God. Do we follow or do we just go, ah, that's interesting. Because these guys, these wise men have become famous throughout history because they followed. They were willing to pay the price, do whatever it took, pack up their stuff, get on their funky camels. Okay, it wasn't that funky because it's all they knew. But they traveled because of the birth of Jesus. The first person that they come to is Herod, right? The politician. He's in, he's in office. And his interpretation of a new king is he's going to take some votes from me. I got to get rid of this guy, crush the competition. Herod was not interested in worshiping the king. How do you respond? You know, Christmas comes around and we start singing our songs and talking about the king of Israel, the king and the star and the light and all the, the different messaging of Christmas. How do you respond? Is it a myth? Is it a cute story? Is it kind of like Santa Claus? It's like, oh, it's cool, but I mean, it's not like I believe in that stuff. How do you respond when that message of Jesus comes to your life? It's an amazing thing about God. He, he will give you a star, but he'll not make you follow it. He will shine the light, but he will not make you walk in the light. I mean, God is so big and so good, he will never force anything on anyone, but he's constantly giving opportunities, giving an open door, giving a light, shining a star to say, hey, this is the way. And thank the Lord, throughout history, some have followed and then passed it on, given it to the next person, to the next generation. It's an interesting thing in the Bible uh, in John chapter 1 about life and light. Look there with me, John chapter 1, and we'll start reading at verse 3. All things were made through him, 
Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him, in Christ, is life, eternal life, and that life is the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. Later, John writes that men didn't receive the light because they loved darkness more. That's an amazing thought, isn't it? That we would like darkness more than light. That we really don't want to see, right? Because light illuminates. Light lets you see. Like, you look really good in the dark, and then you turn the lights on, you're like, ooh, why didn't somebody tell me? Yeah, you like darkness more than light. And I think that's probably common in our world today. We'd rather not know. Let's cancel everybody we disagree with. I'd rather not know. Let's just shut off things that would illuminate because I really don't want to know. Let's don't listen and don't look at anything that would cause me to make a change in my life because I'd rather be comfortable. I would just rather live in my own way. Even if it's not working, even if it's not that good, even if I'm not that happy, you know, I'm pretty worried, I'm a little stressed, uh, but don't, don't talk to me, don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. That's men, women loving darkness more than light. Light is an amazing thing. I mean, think how, how far that star is away from us. Millions, trillions of miles, can't even comprehend it. And what, we can still see it. That light shines in darkness. Light is an amazing thing. My little uh, grandson, three years old, he, he loves flashlights. And I don't know who, he's got flashlights everywhere. I don't know who bought him all these flashlights. He got flashlights by his bed, flashlights in the toys, flashlights by the door, flashlights everywhere he goes. And one of his favorite things is that at night we turn all the lights off and we run around the house with flashlights. It's cool. When you're three, it's cool. You know what it's like trying to walk, even through your house. You know your house. Everything in your house you put there. When you walk through your house in the dark, it's dangerous. Right, you're running into things. You're you're kicking things. You 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 are probably going to end up in pain because darkness brings pain. Darkness hides whatever is there, and the Bible said that Jesus is light. That men and women loved darkness. With our flashlights, we illuminate. We can see. We don't run into things. We don't get hurt. We don't make bad decisions. We don't end up in wrong circumstances because light shows the way. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, there's an amazing revelation from the apostle Paul. He's writing to the church in Corinth, so it's good for the church here in the Northwest, right? He writes in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3, if our gospel is veiled, or one version of the Bible said, if it's hidden, it's hiding, it is veiled to those 
who are perishing, who are dying, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So there's this cycle that happens. We, we don't really believe it. We don't really want to mess with it. We don't really want to go there, which enables the darkness, the God of this world, to just keep us dark. And since we don't really know and we don't really see we're in this darkness, we just keep on perishing. And the cycle continues because we, we can't see it. He's blinded our mind. But remember, God always gives the opportunity. He gives the chance. He, he gives the open door. He, he, he brings the light at different times throughout your life. I was 19 years old. I knew nothing about God, right? Didn't go to church. I only thought you went to church if you, you were so uncoordinated you couldn't play sports or you were scared to get high. So if you can't play sports and you can't use drugs... Church is a good option. So I chose the second option, and I tried to stay high all the time. Knew nothing about church. But when I was put into a situation where light shined in front of me, for me, it was a rehab center, and a man named Julia said, Big Red, you can change. And a light began to shine. Then next week at our North Campus, Caleb's up there teaching right now. At that church right there, I got born again. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in water. I mean, the light, the light came on. And when you embrace that light, you, you want to follow. Like, pack up the camels. Let's go. Right? We're going to see where this light takes us. I was so hungry. I, I so wanted to follow. And within a few months, I was in Bible school, and I met Wendy. And Wendy and I were both had that light in our face, in our eyes, in our heart. That light had gone off. And we were like, what, what does God have for us? And on that journey together, we have been for the last 45 years. When the light comes... You have to decide, do you, do you want it? Do you want to follow? Do you, do you want to embrace it? Do you want to pack up your camel? Or do you want to say, it's too bright. Don't tell me. I don't want to see it. That's the choice that we all have. That's the option that we all have. Somebody said to me, we're all victims at one point in our life. But if we don't want something different, we will soon just be volunteers. We're all victims of our addiction, you know, our accident, uh, our abuse. You're victims for a moment. But if you don't want light, then you soon become a volunteer. Don't let your mind be blinded. Psalms 119 said the word, the word of God, the Bible is like a lamp. It's a, it's a light. It's a flashlight to your feet 
and a light to your path. So now we're not just looking to the astrologers. We're not looking to the stars to figure out what God has for our life. We, we read our Bibles. We, we read his word. And as we read his word, we begin to see. And it's an amazing thing. I read the word in King County Jail, and I got nothing. No, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm in King County Jail. This was Okay, it was 45 years ago, but I was there. And I decided I should read the Bible. I'm not sure if it was the drugs. I don't know. But you can always find the Bible in jail. Not much else, but I read the Bible sitting in the King County Jail. You know, I'm glad it was 45, actually more, it was closer to 50 years ago, because nowadays they'd have let me go. I never would have got saved. But back then, I'm locked up. And I start trying to read the Bible, sitting in the jail and reading the Bible. I said, this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> Makes no sense. Nothing. I, I think many of us, We've heard some of the Bible. We've tried to read some of the Bible. And we're like, this is, this is dumb. But that's when we were in darkness. Our minds were blinded. We, we did, it didn't make sense. It, it might as well have been a story of Santa Claus talking about flying reindeer, Rudolph the red-haired reindeer. <laughs> but it was only a few weeks later and I became a Christian. I, I got saved, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited now. And I started reading the Bible, and like, oh, my gosh. It's for real. It makes sense. I can, it's like the code. I started reading in code, but it's a spiritual code. It's, you got to be in the light to be able to get it. Otherwise, you read the Bible, you're like, it's so stupid. No, you're stupid. But when the light comes on, all of a sudden, it makes sense. And man, I started growing. My life started changing. Wendy and I started doing things. And, and now, years later, we realize we've been all over the world. We've experienced so much. But it's all because we followed that star. We responded to that light. We we did something. We didn't just say, oh, that's nice. We packed up our camels and, and we're still going today. So the word becomes that way that you follow. It gives you the thoughts, the ideas. What do I do with my marriage? The word will tell you. How do I raise my children? The, the, the scripture is clear. And, and, and what do I do when I'm in sickness or disease? The Bible tells you how to respond to that. And how do I handle economic troubles and, and pressures? Yeah, that's in the Bible. And pretty soon, light is leading you. And when you're in darkness, everything is scary, right? Even as an adult, when I'm out in the woods at night and it's, I hear a lot of weird sounds, right? But in the daytime, I don't hear any of that stuff. When you're in darkness, the world is scary. You're worried about the economy. You're worried about government. You're worried about money. You're worried about health. You're worried about everything. It's just, 
It's just scary. But when the light comes on, there's the confidence. I know where I'm going. I, I know how to handle this. I know what to do. And you have a strength. Light strengthens you. It illuminates you. It heals you. It keeps moving you forward. We live in a world that's standing, trembling in darkness. But those of us who are in the light, we just keep going. And God keeps blessing. And we know we have a future. And our future is bright. Let's go. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what it's all about. The lights on the trees and the, and, and the songs about stars and all that we celebrate at Christmas is about you living a life in the light of the Lord. That's what I pray that you will get, that you will embrace it. If you haven't known it before, start now. If you know what I'm talking about, keep it going, get stronger, turn up the brightness, and let's live in the light. We're going to pray before we go today. I want to pray for you. I would just want to add my faith to yours. Maybe it's new to you and you're kind of starting for the first time. I'm there. I'm with you. And let's go. Or maybe it's a renewal, right? You're kind of coming back. Rededicate. If it's first time or first time in a long time, let's pray. And let's make this one of the best Christmas ever. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app or go to the website at christianfaith.us.